friends, welcome to Buddy Time Podcast. I am Sin. Each week, me and my two buddies, Victor and Name, we gather to discuss and share our thoughts on different topics that relate to young adults in Thailand. You'll hear interesting real-life stories and experiences that may inspire you and enrich your life. So join us for some chats. This is a Buddy Time Podcast from Me Goody of Buddy Up. Welcome back to Buddy Time Podcast. I'm Sin. In today's episode, we'll talk about finding your passion and share some of our personal experience on how we discover our own passion, particularly in the field of performing arts. And we have Victor with us today. If you haven't already known him, Victor is an experienced performing artist, public speaker, and a communication enthusiast. So I'll be asking Victor many questions today. Are you ready, Victor? I am so ready for this. All right, let's go straight to our first and most important point today. What is passion? I've heard many people having this question, including my younger self during my university time. We didn't really know what we're good at. And what we really wanted to do, or we're just so clueless about what we're passionate about, while also seeing some other people of our age was able to identify their passion already. So for people like us, we had to try on different things to figure out the thing that we find meaningful and willing to put our effort in it. And that's my definition of passion. Well, you know, I didn't find my passion until around just two years ago. It was a long journey of self-exploration and exploring my passion. But for you, Victor, you seem to know your passion at a very young age. I remember you shared with us in our first episode that you knew performing art is your thing, and that you decided to go after it. So, can you maybe share what is passion to you? Definitely. First and foremost, I feel like this is definitely a topic that I'm very passionate about. Ha! No pun intended. Um. It's something that really resonates with me because, as you said, Sin, you know, it takes experience and sort of finding yourself to sort of know what your passion is. At first, when you're doing something, you don't really think it's a passion, and it's hard to define what is a passion. So, I think you know a definition for passion in my terms, I would just say it's something that you wake up in the morning and you feel driven. You feel like there is inspiration. You feel like you're happy when you're doing it, and it's just. Something that you put your full effort into without even having to try, and I feel like that is my definition of passion. Because you know, as I was growing up, and as I mentioned in episode one, I am very passionate about performing arts, whether it be dancing, acting, singing, all of it. I was so passionate about it. But the thing is, passion can also change. Now, let's take back a step and go back to when I first spoke about performing arts. So. I was very passionate as a child about dancing and singing. My parents would say that in the shopping mall, instead of walking to the restaurant or walking through the mall, I would dance through the mall. I don't know how I had the courage. I don't know how I did it, but I just, you know, it was something that I expressed, and it was something that I did subconsciously. It wasn't until about the age of between ten-ish that I started realizing that there's this thing called dancing that it, you actually turn on music. You actually start moving your body to beats, and that was sort of 
my segue into the performing arts industry. And since then, I've never looked back. But the thing is, you know, before it became a passion, I was very fortunate. My parents, they put me into violin lessons, piano lessons, singing lessons, dance lessons, tap, jazz, ballet, everything that I ever wanted. I was very fortunate enough to have received the opportunity to try it. And, you know, to be honest, violin lasted about three months. Piano lasted about six. But the thing that lasted with me the longest was dancing. So I guess that's when my passion originated was the fact that, you know, it persevered through the time. Instead of having it only being a short burst of being, you know, in with it, I actually found a very deep passion for dance. So, you know, that was sort of the beginning of this whole passion journey for myself was knowing that dance was something that I felt I could continue and that every time I listened to the music and I started dancing, it felt so much more than just dance steps, but it was an expression of my being and I felt like I was communicating. Well, that's interesting to finally hear from someone who knew their passion at an early age to share about what is passion. Because to me, honestly, passions seem like an easy thing for people like you. You know, I thought you guys didn't have to question yourself and went through some other path. Whereas for me, it was like a treasure hunt journey. Like I shared earlier that I took years to realize what I am really interested in. I thought I might be into this. Then I went into this path later on to find out that, nope, this is not for me. Then I had to try something else again. And the process goes on and on until finally I ask myself, after all the things that I've tried, what is that one common thing I enjoy the most? So I try to reflect on my past experience, although the experience were pretty different. For example, I used to sell product, so it was more like a product-oriented kind of job. Also, I used to work as an assistant to manager, which was more like working with people. And among those job experiences, I realized that I really enjoy providing service, especially service that are meaningful and valuable to others. And that's when I had the idea that I want to provide meaningful and valuable service to those who might be in their treasure hunt journey as well. And that's the first idea of our MeGoody platform. Even though starting something from scratch, especially at times like this, it's definitely quite tough, but I'm really enjoying every bit of this new journey. So it's just like what you said, Victor, for passion, you would just enjoy it from within yourself. So how did you discover your passion? Like, what was your actual process? I mean, you did share a bit how your parents gave you the chance to explore dance, singing. Is this the only way that you discover your passion? No, I, I actually don't think it is because, you know... As I was saying, um, when my parents were very fortunate that they wanted me to do these things, you know, because my dad was a musician and naturally the next progression that he would just want his son to go into the music industry because my dad's a musician, you know, he knows about singing, he knows about, you know, instruments and that's what he thought that I would like. And, you know, there comes a time when you get pressured. So this is one of the things that I'm very, very adamant about is the fact that when we grow up, we're quite pressured, like to different degrees about what we should do. You know, naturally, our parents want only want what's best for us, whether it be any work or whether it be anything that we want to do as a hobby, a job, etc. 
But the thing is, with singing and musical instruments, I felt pressured, you know? I couldn't spawn my passion for that, even though I could maybe have gone down that road. But because I felt pressured, that I felt, oh, you know, type it was done. And that literally was the feeling that I had was that my dad was sort of harking on me to practice singing and practice my musical instruments and I better be in tune. And, you know, it, the, it didn't allow me to enjoy it. But with dance, my parents not being from a dance background, they gave me full authority to, what, to do what I wanted to do. And I think that's where it came from, really. I'm the type of person who doesn't like to be bunk up or controlled or forced to do something. It's not a great personality to have, but it's also something that made me really feel that, you know, the moment that I have freedom and independence in doing something, I really, really enjoy it because there's not going to be someone criticizing me or someone going to, you know, make me change the way that I'm feeling about it because that's what it is. You know, performing arts in general is all about feeling, really. It's not about just analyzing the steps and copying the steps and then churning out a dance it's about feeling it's about what is happening inside your body and the way you react to the music that's my definition of it anyway so that's why i felt dance was something that i was in control of i wanted to do it i thrived on it i i was like this is my thing and back to the steps that you were saying you know i think it came with experience life experience the fact that dance was so much more than just a hobby for me as i mentioned before i was an introvert back in the day back when i was in australia i was so introverted did not speak to anyone. I wouldn't even be able to carry a conversation with anyone. But that's where dance came in. Dance filled that void of me communicating to people. You know what I mean? We say that dance is nonverbal, and it is. It's nonverbal communication where we talk with our bodies. We articulate feelings through our movements. And that was my outlet. The fact that I wasn't confident in my voice, I was confident in my body and my movement. So that was the way that I started communicating. So it became more than just a hobby. It became a, it became a way for me to express myself and also for me to communicate with people because I didn't have the courage to do that. So I could definitely feel that was another thing that made it my passion was the fact that I just so badly wanted to communicate with people, but I didn't have the confidence. So that's what pushed me to dance even further. And it got to the point where I went to the performing arts high school, moved out of home, changed my life completely to pursue my passion. And I guess that's sort of the next step is to take action once you know what your passion is. Well, I think it's safe to say that in our journey of discovering our passion, there were also challenges. So what are some challenges you faced during your journey of finding the passion in the performing arts field in particular? It was definitely hard. Performing arts is a thing that's very subjective. You know what I mean? A dance can mean so many different things to so many different people. And that was the biggest obstacle that I had to overcome. You know, you're constantly comparing yourself as well, especially once you go into the dance industry, you're forced to put yourself up against other dancers. Not everyone is going to make it in the dance industry. That's the honest truth. But the thing is, there's going to be qualities about you that are unique. And those are the things that are going to make you stand out. So the hardest thing about pursuing this passion of dance was the fact that I had to constantly be up against someone or I had to these pressures or I had these, you know, comparisons and they were all self-inflicted. No one really pushed me or pressured me, but I pressured myself because, you know, when you're passionate about something, you want to do the best that you can. You want to experience it and just make it work. But with that also comes self-pressure. And when you pressure yourself, it puts you into this spiral. And I guess, you know, that's where I'm sitting at right now. I feel like this is something that I'm going to talk about a little bit later, but 
passions change and the passion that I had for dance might not be as fiery as it was before, but there's other passions that are going to be slowly discovered throughout my life. So this is the interesting thing about it. I always tell people, it's good that you have a passion, but don't pigeonhole yourself into that one thing. I did that for the longest time. Dance is my passion, but then I made it my job and then I made it my life. When you do that, you have all these pressures put onto you and then you feel like you don't have any way out of it. You feel like, oh, you know, well, first, I'm good at it. Two, I invested a lot of money into it. Three, you know, people are now expecting me to be this person that I'm passionate about this side of things. So this is sort of my expectation. But when you look at it, you can have more than one passion. And many people don't actually know what they're passionate about until they go through different experiences, such as university, such as meeting new friends, such as, you know, doing social experiments with yourself. I'm going to be honest, this platform that you've created, Sin, has definitely showed my passion for speaking and for sort of talking about my experiences and sharing that with people. I would have never sort of found this passion to inspire people if it wasn't for you. And that is just a testimony to seeing that, you know, no matter what you see in life, no matter what opportunities you get, you should always take them. I will go into this a little bit later because I have a very interesting metaphor that I want to share with you. But before I go more than this, let's move on to another question. <laughs> yeah, well, you brought a new perspective to me, which is you said that passion can change or you don't really need to have just only one passion. And that is something I've never actually thought of. I always thought that passion is just one passion. And I think you really make a lot of sense by saying you can actually have more than one passion. And as you get more experience, you can have more passion. And I think this is something that I will have to go back and think again. This is really interesting. Thank you for bringing that up. So with all the challenges that you mentioned, how did you overcome those obstacles? Honestly, it was the people. I'm a very people person, you know. A lot of my experiences, I always gravitate with energies and I gravitate to people. And that's sort of the thing that made me overcome a lot of stuff. When you're going through doubts, and especially when it's internal, having someone as a friend, as a partner, as a family member, having that person to sort of just talk to really alleviates a lot of stress that you hold up in yourself. When you're passionate about something, you want it to work. You want it to be something that you could progress and you can be, you know, you can achieve something from it. But with that, you also put pressures on yourself. And most of the time, you don't really want to talk to anyone about it. But honestly, the biggest thing that I found out is that having a support system is so important and talking about your feelings. And even if it's a little thing, having a person to listen to you is so good for your mental health. It's so good for your passion. And you also might get perspective in different views. This is so important. I can't stress to you the importance of having people around you, you know, whether it be only one or two people, whether it be one person, whether it be your cat or your dog, having someone who's there to listen to you and let you take things out of your body and put it out there is something that is so relieving and it makes you feel that you could just keep on pushing. Because a lot of the times, if you're by yourself, you pigeonhole yourself. You're like, okay, I have to go through this myself. But there are people outside here waiting to help you. You just need to ask for it. A lot of people think that asking for help or speaking is weakness. 
And I think it is completely not true. I think it's actually your strength that you seek help. I think it is a strength that you want to talk about your feelings and talk about your anxieties and talk about your stresses. It takes a real person who has courage to sort of admit to it, put it out there and make a change. So never think that you relying on someone is a weakness. If you have the courage to talk to someone, if you have the courage to talk about it, that is your strength and that is your courage. So to alleviate you know, those obstacles, I would have my friendship groups. It would be my high school friends. It would be my dancing friends. It would be my coaches, my dance teachers, my mentors, my, you know, my pupils who dance with me. Everyone was a source for me to talk to, to keep me on this track. So yeah, I think people is a very important thing. I agree with that so much, especially about being brave enough to seek help, to share what's on your mind with people that you trust and the kind of support that they can give you. Sometimes it might not be an obvious support, but then by sharing what you have in mind, I think it's probably one of the first steps into taking the actual action. So do you find yourself doubting about your passion in performing arts throughout these years? And what makes you question yourself? 150,000% I doubt myself. <laughs> I don't know how to say it, you know? It's, it's one of those things. It's, it's not only performing arts. It's, it's everything in our lives. We always doubt ourselves because I don't know what it is. It's programmed into our society that we should always not be confident about what we do and just sort of like shy away from opportunities and stuff. Of course, I doubt myself. And it, it, it happened a lot. It happened a lot. And it was all self-imposed. Sometimes there was external sources that would make me doubt myself, but a lot of it was due to myself that I would think I wasn't good enough. I would think that I'm not worth to do this. I shouldn't pursue this. I'm not meant for this. It's these doubts that I actually turn into passion fire. You know what I mean? I look at passion as this flame and you add oil to it and it will slowly combust and rise and rise and rise and rise. But as flame is, it also has the ability to deflate. If there's not enough oxygen, look, I'm not sciencey, <laughs> but I'm assuming that if you put not enough oxygen, the flame will hinder away. But if you give it a lot of oxygen, then it will progress and grow. That's the same as passion. Passion doesn't stay constant. It doesn't stay lit into this gigantic ball of fire. It slowly dwindles, it slowly peaks. And that is the magic of human beings. And that is the magic of life in general. You should never only aim to get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger because you're never going to appreciate where you are. When you have those down moments, it really puts into the perspective of why you're doing it. You know what I mean? When you doubt yourself, you ask the big question, why am I doing this? And that is the motivation that's going to get you to the next level. There was a point in my life where after I finished my full-time dance course at Brent Street, I thought, you know what? Everyone who graduates from Brent Street goes on to doing amazing things. And I'm going to be that dancer. I'm going to be booking gigs and booking jobs. And I cannot wait. I graduated from there. And then I started auditioning with this full mentality that, oh, you know, I'm ready. I'm a dancer. Let's go. I didn't book a job for two years. That was the deepest plunge of my passion for dance. Because I was like, am I not good enough? Why am I not booking these jobs? 
why am like why are these people getting it and I'm not getting it? Is it because of me? Is it all these negative thoughts came into my head and I started doubting myself and it, to the point I was like, you know what? I'm not going to dance anymore. I'm going to do something else. And then an audition for The King and I, a musical came and I was like, you know what? Let's give it a go. What's the worst that could happen? And then I auditioned and I got the job. And that was my first big gig. And it was an Australian tour. So I got to go to Melbourne, Brisbane, Sydney, tour with this amazing cast, get to dance at the Sydney Opera House. Like, what? It was this experience that literally just put into perspective all that hard work that I put in. It literally made me flash back at the times where I was like, I'm going to give up. And when I got this job, did it validate me? Yes. But it also made me realize that I'm, it's a good thing I didn't give up. It's a good thing that I stay passionate because there's going to be something and I got to keep disciplined. And after that, I had this mentality that I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to take myself back to that dark place where I was just like doubting myself. It's not because of that. There are so many factors why you don't get a job. This is not only for performing arts, but in life in general. If you don't get a job, there could be minute factors that you don't have to analyze and be like, oh, it's because of this, 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 and this. It might just be because it's not the right job for you, or it might not be the right place or the right time. But you got to stay passionate about it, you know? Especially if you call it your flame, then you have to stay passionate about it. And then after that, after the musical, I then went to another thing where I went to, as a friend with my other friend who was auditioning for a cruise ship. I didn't think I was going to get in. I was just like, yeah, let's free dance class. Why not? I got cut down out of 300 dances. I got cut down to the last 10. And then after that, they were like, congratulations. You're the top 10 of like this Sydney tour, but um, you're not guaranteed a job. And all of us looked at each other. We're like, we dance for like six hours and you're telling me you're not guaranteed for a job. But then a month after that, they gave me a call and were like, Victor, we want you on this ship. And I was like, okay, cool. I got a job. And they were like, you're going to Europe. I'm like, what? <laughs> you're going to Europe for six months. I'm like, cool. But first you have to go to America and train there for two months. And then after that, you're going to go for Europe for six months. I was like, what? <laughs> and at the time I was working at Zara as a visual merchandiser, like not knowing what is happening next. And I was like, guys, I'm so sorry. I need to quit my job. I need to sell my property. I need to, I'm going, you know what I mean? And that honestly was the best experience of my life. This cruise ship for Norwegian Cruise Lines was the best experience of my life. I never thought my dance could take me to Europe. I got to go to Barcelona. I got to go to Venice, uh, Istanbul, Mykonos, like all these beautiful cities that you dream of and get to see the Colosseum. And oh, I just could go on days and days. But the thing is that I never thought it would take me there. But my passion got me to experience the world. And that's when I found out that it made me really appreciate that. Thank God, Victor, that you pushed and you fought and you didn't give up on your passion. Well, a person who seemed to be so confident like you also went through those difficult times where reality hit. Like you just have to accept what the reality is giving you during that period of time. But you're so right about don't give up just yet because that might just be what's happening in that period. But it doesn't mean that this situation will last forever and you get to travel around the world while doing something that you enjoy so much. I think that's one of the best opportunities that, that one could get in a lifetime, right? So how did you believe yourself again? It definitely came with time to yourself. Like this sounds really weird, but Honestly, it's one of those things where 
you're in control of what you decide. You know what I mean? You can have supportive friends. Like I said, it's so important. And they talk you out of it. They're like, Victor, don't give up just yet. There's always going to be something for you. I got that a lot. And I also got the, hey, Victor, maybe you could try something else. You know, there's, there's a lot of things out there waiting for you. But when my heart at the time was saying, don't give up, don't give up. No, this is not the end. Don't give up. You have to tap into that voice and listen to it. I always say this about anything in life. Life is like a Band-Aid, yeah? You could either rip it off or you can keep it on. Either way, the wound's going to heal. You know what I mean? And time will fix everything. And time is an indicator of everything. So when there's a time and there's a place and everything just aligns, then it takes you to that step. But if you, you know, a lot of people think, oh, you know, it's just all about destiny and fate. It's not. It's about the hard work that you put in. It's about the little steps that you take to get you to that point. I think this is a perfect time to use this metaphor that I've always told my dance students. When the world gives you an opportunity, you should seize it like a golden ticket. Now, I don't know if a lot of you've watched Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, but it is a movie that I don't really like. But one thing I really like is the golden ticket, because I believe that that is opportunities in our lives. We get these golden tickets handed to us. Victor, become an MC for us so that you can just speak English and in front of a lot of people. Victor. Come and join this platform where you get to talk and share experiences with people. Victor, come and dance at this event that's going to pay you probably 100 baht, but you get to be exposed to a greater community. These are all golden tickets. But a lot of people don't seize opportunities. Why? One, you doubt yourself. Two, you don't know what you're getting into. Three, you feel like you're more worth than what they're giving you. Four, it just doesn't appeal to you. These are all very valid reasons not to accept the job. And of course, you should always look at the fine print and look at safety and look at fairness in everything that you do. But I am a massive believer that if someone gives you a golden ticket, you take it. Whether it be you're in a classroom and someone says, does anyone want to come up and present? I would be the first one in my class to lift up my hand, not because I think I'm a show off, not because, you know, I want people to hear my voice, but because I'm taking this damn opportunity. I am such a believer in golden tickets. And these golden tickets are throughout our lives. We can choose it to pick it up or we can just leave it where it is. But sometimes that golden ticket can take us where we never thought we would be. And that's exactly why I am such a believer in the fact that if opportunity presents itself, read it carefully. If it's a good opportunity, or even if it's a small opportunity, but it sees no risk, and it is fair to you, take it. No matter how small, no matter how big, it's gonna take you somewhere else. And it's because of this reason that this Victor is sitting in front of you today sharing this with you. I'm gonna give you a massive example. I never was a public speaker. I never was an MC. I never was a communication advocate. As I said, I use dance as my medium of communication. But during my bachelor's degree at Rungsit University, they saw Victor, a kid from Australia who speaks great English and has a very bubbly and vivacious personality. Let's use him as an MC. And I was like, sure. Don't know how this is going to go, well. And then I started my first job and I was like, blah, 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 blah. I made up so many mistakes. I made up so many words. I panicked. I stressed. I sweated. It was a massive failure. But my professor was like, you know what, it's okay. It was your first job. There's going to be plenty more. And this was in my first year. As the four years progressed, I kept being used as MC, 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 MC. Little jobs, big jobs, medium jobs. 
until my fourth year, I was the MC for the Sun Games, which is a combination of 53 universities coming to compete at Russell University as the host of the games. And every year it would change. This was probably one of my biggest events. And then after that, I got an opportunity to represent Thailand in a speech competition for world youth leaders. This would not have happened if I didn't seize that public speaking opportunity when I first received it, because I would never have had faith in myself and I would never have built the repertoire and the confidence and the skills to be a public speaker. So this is why I urge everyone, no matter how strange, no matter how small it is, take that golden ticket. You know what? I think one of the reasons why I'm so attracted to you, Victor, is your positive energy. Well, of course, and many other amazing qualities of you too. But I just love how confident you are and how you can always try to look at the good side of things. And I really love your metaphor, the golden ticket. I think it sounds much, much more interesting and exciting comparing to saying opportunities. It's like you're seeing our life challenges like a real life game. And in this game, you're going to go through a different stage. And in order for you to pass to the next stage, you're going to need these golden tickets that different people give to you. And it's up to you whether you want to take it or not. I really like that metaphor. This is also what I'm always trying to do as well, to stay positive. Also, no matter how difficult things could be, just believe. Believe in yourself. Believe that you will go through it. Just believe and work on it with a good mindset everything will work out eventually at its most natural way. So since, Victor, you had many experience in performing arts field, both in other countries and now in Thailand, can you maybe share what's your thought about this industry? Is there any difference between working in Thailand and other countries? Oh, no, this is going to get controversial. Um, <laughs> honestly, dance to me, or let's just talk about performing arts in general. I'm still very new to the Thai industry because I've only really started working in the performing arts industry in Thailand for about three years. Three years may seem a lot to a lot of people, but it's actually so, it's like an infant in industry years. You know what I mean? Whereas in comparison to Australia, I was in that industry for about 10 to 15 years. So being in an industry for an extended amount of time doesn't mean that you're the best or you're a professional or you're an expert. There's always room to grow and learn. And the biggest thing that I found coming to the industry in Thailand is the fact that if I dare say it, it's about who you know. And I'm going to be completely honest about this because in Australia, it is quite similar that you need to know certain people to get you through life, but they judge you off purely your skills. You are a blank slate to them. They like you, they take you. If they don't like you, well, then next audition. But in Thailand, you might be super talented, but you might not get discovered or you might not get opportunities because you don't know the person who's looking for a choreographer. For an example, I have a lot of friends who are brilliant. Probably some of the best dancers I've seen in this entire industry that I've been in, but they don't get opportunities to work to create pieces of work because they don't know the right people. And this is what kills me the most. I'm very fortunate that I made connections whilst in Thailand. Sort of my first class in Thailand was at Studio Zoom, and that is the studio I'm now teaching at. And people who teach at Studio Zoom, these are my friends, these are my colleagues who have these vast connections. You know what I mean? 
And it was through me sort of like dancing and dancing and sort of learning about myself and learning about my craft in Thailand that I got these opportunities to be an assistant choreographer, to be an assistant in the production, to be a choreographer, to be a dancer of the event. I'm so blessed and so honored to have had these opportunities, you know, that I never thought I would receive. I didn't know who Thao Natapon was when I first came to Thailand, but that was my first gig. I got to do a dance with her. And now knowing that she's like one of the top actresses in Thailand who played Naki, I'm like, what? I didn't even know that. But it was all because I was with the right people and a person who's a mentor and a very close friend of mine is P-Cake. And P-Cake is a person who is very well known in the industry. And she has opened doors for so many people. And she's one of the best choreographers that I know. And it's because of her sort of like meta and the fact that she gave me that opportunity that I was able to get that job and see all these amazing opportunities. But that is one of the things that I feel like if I were to compare between Australian industry and Thailand industry, it's really about the connections that you formulate. Like I said before, dance is very subjective and performing arts in general is very subjective. You might look at this person and think, wow, they're an amazing dancer. But another person might look at you and be like, ah, you're subpar. You know what I mean? There's so many different fluctuating things. So the thing that I always say to anyone who wants to pursue a career in performing arts is you have to build your self-confidence because that is going to be your armor. I look at dance auditions as a battleground. <laughs> it sounds very bloody and very like scary, but it is. You go to classes to learn steps. You build up your musicality. You build up your repertoire. You build up your steps and choreography lingo through classes. And that's sort of like your armor and your barrier. But to protect the most fragile part is your heart. You have to build an armor around that. And that's confidence. And that's telling yourself that you're good enough. And that's telling yourself that, okay, if I don't get this job, it's fine. One thing that you have to admit being a performing artist is that you have to get rejected. I have been rejected. <laughs> more than a hundred times but I still come back hungrier than ever because I want a job you know what I mean there's some people who get rejected a hundred times and they're like I'm done I'm gonna go do a b and c and that's okay I'm not saying that that's not okay that is okay but if you really feel it in your bones and you feel like this is my passion then push it to the limit see how far you can go honestly the sky is the limit as long as you're confident and you trust in yourself. And that really comes from experience. And you know what, Sin? I feel like something that I want to share with everyone right now is the fact that today's talk was about passion and performing arts. And they're two things that I'm so passionate about and I love to death. But it comes to a time right now where I'm in my dancing career and I feel like I've done a lot with my dance. And do I still have passion for it? Yes. When I teach, and I see my students grow, I see their confidence bloom, I see them develop and get jobs, that is happiness to me. But I also found out that there's more passions for me out there as well. And they're still in the performing arts realm. Being a choreographer, being an acting coach, being a personality and development coach, it's all part of it. And I found passion in being an advisor, in being a mentor, in being a speaker, in being an advocate. These are my passions right now. It's not just to be a dancer or on the other spectrum, but the behind the scenes, that has become a passion for me as well. Absolutely agree with you about how knowing the right people, the right connection, it's so crucial in the Asian countries. And of course, that includes Thailand. 
So do you think this is the difficulties one might have to face in this industry, or is there any other harder difficulties that you would have to overcome in this industry? I think it is one of the biggest obstacles. Is sort of like it all comes down to nature of of any industry. You know, you could be in the hospitality industry, you could be in the service industry, you could be in the you know advertising agency industry, you could be in so many different industries. But there comes a time where things get toxic, and what I mean by toxic is not that you spike someone's drink and you drink it then you die. No, toxic is the nature of what is happening around you, and it decreases your energy. There's people in every industry that are going to bring you down or pull you in a certain direction that is so far from who you truly are, and this is probably one of the biggest obstacles you're going to face, regardless of what industry you're in. But in the performing arts industry, being a place where people are quite sensitive and people are very expressive and very emotional, because that's their job. It's our job to put our emotions into a point where people can see it and feel it. You know what I mean? I'm used to smiling and being happy and showing sadness more so, and I actually have to feel it to make the audience believe that I'm actually sad. And by doing this, it makes us naturally. Very emotional creatures, <laughs> you know. I always think that dancers and performing artists are like unicorns. We're these mythical beings that have extraordinary powers, but we're very fragile. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not saying this is about everyone, but this is what I feel. And I was in a very toxic community for a very long time, to the point where I wanted to give up dancing. And it comes and goes these feelings, and that's the thing that you need to remind yourself. Why did I start this? Why do I want to continue? Is there a reason why I should continue? Should I keep going? It's okay to ask these questions because you need to check in with yourself. I was like, I'm gonna get out of the dance industry. Two months later, I'm back in the dance industry. Three months later, I'm out of it again. You know, it comes in waves, and you just have to find ways that you can counteract it. Sometimes it's time for you to go. Then you go, and like you said today, Sin. And like what I mentioned before is that it's okay to have more than one passion. Like Sid knows, recently I've had a passion for the strangest things, and that is plants. I never, in one hundred and sixty thousand million years, would ever imagine myself looking after Hawthia cactus plants and having so much joy and passion. It is the strangest phenomenon, but it brings me so much joy, and I'm so passionate about it. And you know, it's eating up a lot of my time. A lot of times that I'm supposed to be, you know, dancing and dance, dance, dance. I'm now like plants, plants. Are my plants okay? Is it raining outside? Do I need to put a cover on? It's one of those things. Is like I said, passion is something that you're not limited to just one for your entire life. It takes experience. It takes you going through life to realize what your passions are. Sometimes it's the most random thing, but you should try it. If you think, "Ew, knitting's for old people. Ew, bonsais are for people who don't have a job." You know. Don't think of it like that. Think of it as something that's strange, but I might like. I've never been one to love plants, but because of COVID nineteen, it's forced me to find happiness within my the comfort of my own home, and that's plants. So passion stems from experiences and going through life. So be open to everything. Never shut doors for yourself, because you don't know where that could lead, and if that is actually a passion waiting to ignite. You're so right about in every industry. 
there are always some obstacles that we have to face. So with all that you share in the performing arts industry, what are some most interesting parts about working in this industry then? Performing art, it's your passion. That's why you always want to come back to it, even though you went off for a while. You can't really let go of your passion. So you will have to come back. But apart from that, what is some most interesting parts about working in this industry that keeps you coming back to it? You know what, Sin? It actually comes back to a word that I said to my mom that I don't actually remember me saying it. But my mom told me that when I was very, very young, I wanted to be a doctor. The words that I said to her was, I want to save people. I want to help people. I want to make sure that people don't feel pain. And at the time, I definitely thought of it in a literal sense. I was like, oh, you know, I probably wanted to be a doctor and just, you know, be medical assistants and like help everyone get better and heal from these illnesses. But now that I'm 28 and I look back on those words, I realize that I finally know what my passion is. It's to help people. It's literally back to the words that I said to my mom when I was a little child. I want to help people. I want people to feel happiness and not pain. And what does that radiate from? When I dance and I see people smile and they escape their hardships for even one hour or 10 minutes or five minutes of a dance. Some of my students said to me when I was teaching online only a few weeks ago, they were like, Teacher Victor, like, thank you so much for having this class. The routine was quite difficult for me, but honestly, it felt so good to just leave reality and forget about the hard day's work that I had to do and just have fun and be around your energy. And it was that that literally is like a is like the oxygen that made my passion was like, oh, it's growing because it's that. It's literally seeing someone getting benefits and feeling good and letting go and feeling happiness that makes my passion grow. That's why I can't leave it. That's why dance will forever be in my blood as long as I still bring happiness and help people. And that's why I'm so attracted to this platform. And I'm so attracted to people who bring positive energy is because it helps. When the world is all but black and negative, sometimes it needs one person to bring that shade of light that could just make your life a lot better. And that is purely the essence of why I dance to this day, is to bring happiness, is to make other people enjoy and forget about their hardships. Because that was my goal ever since I spoke those words to my mom. So my passion isn't dance or performing arts, but it's to help people. See, these are the qualities that makes you so attractive, Victor. So if any one of you are looking for a super supportive mentor or dance teacher, or even just a friend, reach out to Victor, but maybe not in a very creepy way. <laughs> Anyways, so do you have any more advice for those who might be considering of getting into this industry in Thailand? Yes, I would just say, I think the biggest thing that's going to make you stand out is the fact that you need to believe in yourself and you need to start feeling it more than just steps. Like I, I really want to talk from a dance perspective a lot of students that I teach nowadays, they are doing it for various reasons. Some of them are doing it for TikTok. Some of them are doing it to be the next K-pop star. Some of them are doing it to express themselves. And some of them are just doing it because their friends are doing it. No matter what your reason is, they're all valid. Enjoy it. As long as you enjoy it, as long as you have fun and you realize that you're improving and that you're giving it all your effort and you're just like, just enjoying it. 
that's enough reason for you to keep pursuing it. My dad said these words. He never asks me, Victor, are you tired? He always asks me, are you happy? Do you feel fulfilled? And that is the question that he really wants to know because that is what really does matter is are you feeling happy about what you're doing? Do you have joy from it? Not about if you're tired or not because no matter what career or what industry or what passion you have, it's going to take effort. It's going to take work. It's going to make you tired. But as long as you're happy and you feel passionate about it and that you feel that it's coming out of your body and you just wake up and you're like smiling, that's enough reason for you to keep pushing and keep trying and keep going forward. Never let anyone dampen your fire. You're going to get told that you're not good enough. You're going to get told that you look strange. You're going to get told that all these negative things, and that's just people being petty, jealous, and probably who knows what reason. Just remember why you're doing it. You're doing it because you love it. You're doing it because you breathe it. You, you just enjoy it. And if one day that, that's not there anymore, then go and find and chase after that next thing that you're passionate about because you never should stop chasing your dreams. And you should always keep staying passionate no matter what it is. So yeah, that would be my advice. Don't pigeonhole yourself. Enjoy it, experience it, and just keep an open mind. And don't forget that there are people, like Sin said, I'm always open. You know, my channels are always open. If I don't see your inbox or it takes me a few days to reply, I'm happy to take questions. I'm happy to talk because support is very important. I'm not an expert per se, but I'm a person who has experience and is willing to share and also guide wherever needs to be. So thank you, Sin. This was definitely one of my favorite sessions of speaking. I just feel like I got to talk so much that <laughs> I don't even know what I've said half the time, but thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to share my story, to share how I feel in my thought process. And honestly, this platform not only inspires others, but it inspires me, especially when we get to talk about it. It's sort of like therapeutic for me as well, that I get to speak with you, get to share, and it really makes me ignite my passion even more. So thank you so much, Sin, for this. I definitely gained some new perspective today. So thank you too, Victor, for sharing your story with us. Well, finding passion is probably one of the most important tasks in our lifetime. Some would know it at a very early stage, whereas some of us would only discover our true passion after we've gained some life experience. So there is no definite way of finding your passion. But one way that we can all try to do is try as many things as we could so that we can have some ideas on whether or not this is the right thing for us. So for those who are still trying to figure out your passion, we hope that you have gained some ideas on how to start discovering your passion too. Thanks again for being with us, and we hope you enjoy today's buddy time. Feel free to follow Migudi on Instagram at M-E-G-O-O-D-Y-T-H for more updates on our show and activities. Share your question or ideas with us anytime. Or you can also reach out to Victor if you want to look for some support or dancing tips or anything. Yeah, so we hope you join us again next Thursday. Until then, have a great day.